I want to make sure that I always follow the Holy Spirit. And so I want to try to do that uh, as I continue to uh, share the, the Word of God. <clears throat> I want to just follow Him, and I want you, this has been my life's mission, is to preach to a people and have them commit to doing whatever God tells them. Yeah, whatever God tells them. I didn't get much of a hand on that. I, I believe it was because you're meditating on it. <clears throat> you know, and then what you want to make sure you're doing, you want to follow the Lord by the word of God, and you don't want to follow what your conscience tells you or, or your soul speaks to you. You want, to, you want to grow in the Lord to the place where you're not following maybe some of your own inclinations. You're following the Holy Spirit. And, and I believe that as you continue to listen, as we preach the, the Word of God, you will learn how to do that more and more. Uh, when a baby is born, that baby has, uh, a healthy baby has all of the faculties to be a full-grown adult. But they have to work and walk it out and work it out. So that's how we are as well. So today I wanted to speak to you from a subject, um, think like God. Think like God. Uh, last uh, Sunday, we shared uh, several messages on compelling love, compelling love. And today I want you to just concentrate on thinking like God. We sell ourselves so short, but the closer we come to uh, the end of this age, I think things are becoming a lot clearer. When I was a young boy growing up in East Texas at night, we would, I would go with dad to church. Uh, dad would drive qu quite a distance to church uh, where he was a pastor. And we had a lot of hills and do have a lot of hills there in East Texas. And sometimes you'd be on a hill and you'd look far away and there was a city there. And it was just a little dim light. But as you got closer to that city, the brighter the light. And I would like for us to recognize that. And don't just keep living off things God told you 50 years ago. Now, now those things aren't, aren't bad. Uh, there are some things God told me 50 years ago that are still moving me today. But also there are some things that God told me 50 years ago. I've already done them and walked in them. And so now he is giving new understanding and new revelation. And that's what I mean. So uh, think like God. God has done something for us that is immeasurable, really. That is, he has given us his word through his son, Jesus Christ. He gave us his word. Now, sometimes we, when we hear that, we almost look at it in an academic sense, in the sense that... Um, I, I've got a good brain. I've always been intelligent. I've been pretty smart. I could grasp all of the subject matters that I've studied uh, from uh, kindergarten till post-college, uh, post-graduate uh, uh, degrees, rather. And I am very, very smart. But that's not how you really uh, apprehend the things of God. It is not in that same manner. So sometimes we think that, oh, yeah, I got the word. And we're sort of sometimes nonchalant about that, just kind of happy-go-lucky, carefree about that. But that is an, a huge investment that God has made in us, his people, by giving us his word, giving it, not loaning it to you, but giving you his word. 
And uh, so when God gave us his word, he equipped you and, and me to think like he thinks. When he gave you the word, he equipped you to think like he thinks. And that's why you and I now, having been filled with the spirit of God, we are now able to understand what would have been and was before we came to Jesus um, not possible. But we are now able to understand God's language. We're unable to understand clearly God's language. Good parents uh, uh, want their children. I, I want to qualify by saying good parents. All people who uh, make babies aren't good parents. But good parents want their children, for the most part, to think like they think. I mean, the pattern of thinking, learning how to solve problems and issues. So we teach our children to think like we think. And uh, if we have learned anything in our journey, we, know, we now know how to deal with all kinds of situations. And we want our children to be uh, dexterous as well. We want them to be skilled as well, as well and know how to, to do those things. So when, when I say think like God, uh, in, in um, Romans chapter 4, verse 17, in Romans 4, 17, he says, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. And so what God does, God gives life to the dead and he calls things which are not. He, in other words, he speaks into nothing and something happens. And that's what God wants you to learn how to do. You know, your starter dough, if I may say dough, your starter dough is the word of God. So when you have the word of God, you don't need everything in front of you, you already have what you need in the word. So when God gave you the word of God, he, he made you immeasurably wealthy. He made you immeasurably wealthy. So by giving us his word, we can now do the same. So God is, a, is an amazing parent. Uh, we, can, we can do the same. And we'll, we'll just, let me give a, a few more scriptures in Hebrews 11.3. Hebrews 11.3 is another one. He says, by faith, the writer says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Wow. They were framed by the word of God. They were framed by the word of God. So you can frame your life. If your life has been dilapidated, you can make your life better by, by the word of God. So he framed the worlds by the word of God. And that's what he says. Um, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So what God wants us to do, we want to think like God. We want to think like God thinks. And so God didn't need something. He had the word. He had himself. And so he actually, by speaking the word, he spoke himself into, into creation, as it were. And, and, and he, who he is as the logos of God caused everything to become. And so you now have the Logos because in the beginning was the, the word, the Logos, and the Logos was, was with God and Logos was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through the word. And without the word, nothing was made that was made. So that's how we want to think like God. So let's don't look at life and say, you know, as it were, I understand the context of the prayer request. Uh, this is impossible. But what uh, she was saying was, this is impossible looking at it from man's perspective. But with God, all things are possible because God is his word. 
So we want to think like God. Don't think like a mere man or a mere woman. Uh, I always appreciated my father, and I know I've talked about him so much. I mean, most of you think you know him. But, uh, but uh, I, 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 he was an amazing man in that he never, I never saw him look at limitations and say, I can't do it. He would say to me, son, what one man can do, another can. Don't look at, th at things in despair. You know, you know, you just have to keep believing in the Lord. In those kinds of things, he would always say to me. And as I've grown older, I've seen those things bear out in my life in impossible situations. So as a believer, do not despair when things look so bleak and hopeless. In Romans 9, 26, uh, Paul says, And it shall come to pass in the place where it was said to them, You are not my people, there shall be called uh, there they shall be called sons of the living God. And so God says, in a place where they were not my people, because I, I have willed it to be so, I have spoken it, I say, uh, they shall be called sons of the living God. It happened. That's why you are now here, is because we were not his people, and he says, they shall be my people. And, that's, and we are the result of the word of God. You have to think like God. You have to think like God. You have to think like God. Um, Christ daily exercised his mind to godliness because uh, we can see of statements, various statements he made. We know that Christ had to intentionally uh, say things. He had to continually exercise his mind, his thinking, that is his mental faculties, not just his spirit man, yes, but his spirit, who he was in spirit, he uh, he, it was informed by and he manifested in his thinking and then his doing. So the way we think will always govern what we do. What, the way we think will govern what we do. And what we want to do then is think like God so that we will have God production, as it were. The scripture says we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Listen which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So what God did, God spoke something for each one of us. He is so amazing that he spoke something for each one of us. And you and I don't have to work the works. We don't have to make the works. We just have to walk in them. All right? And, and yeah. We know that Jesus was always exercising his mind toward godliness when Jesus said things like, when you lift up the Son of Man, and this is found in John chapter 8, <clears throat> verses 28 and 29. When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he. Now listen. And that I do nothing of myself. I do nothing of myself. Lucifer is the first being in the universe who said something other than what God said. And you know what that got him. So, so why would we want to say something other than what God says? We have to think like God. Jesus says, I do nothing of myself, but as the Father taught me, I speak these things. But as the Father taught me. And so God has nothing outside of himself to teach the Son, so he had to teach the Son who he is. He had to teach him the Word. He had to teach him that real, uh, living Word. And that's what you and I have as well. So the, he says also, the Father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please him. And of course, you know, maybe 12 or 15 years ago, the Lord made 
that scripture so real to me, and I want it to be real to you. Jesus says, I always do those things that please him. And the reason Jesus always did that which pleased God was he thought like God. He thought like God. He says, uh, I do nothing of myself. And so Jesus lived a, a God-dependent life, a Father-dependent life. He depended on the Father every day of his life, every hour of the day, every second of the hour. That's how Jesus lived. And Jesus lived because he spent time in the very presence of the Father by, by, by praying all the, all the time, regularly praying. Sometimes the scripture says he would get up early, early in the morning, way, way before daybreak, and he would be alone praying, talking to God the Father. So then he was equipped for the day. He was equipped. It didn't matter what happened. He would think like God. And oftentimes those of us who think more like God than our brothers and sisters, we become, as it were, foreigners to our brothers and sisters who don't really think like God. They think like man. They have studied man, and they, they know all the, the right things to say that man would say, but they don't think like God. Jesus, uh, Paul, rather, Paul taught us that, that the, none of the rulers of the world uh, had this amazing wisdom from God because if they had had God's wisdom, if they had had God's thoughts, if they were thinking like God, they never would have crucified the Lord. He said they never would have crucified him. But because they did not, they crucified the Lord. And you and I will stumble and make egregious errors in our walk if we don't think like God. So I think that this time that we're living in is a reset, as I've said numerous times. It is a reset so that the church might think like God. We have not thought like God in so many instances. So let's think like God, all right? Let's, let's do what God says. If you want to think like God, you have to know the Word of God. You think like God, you have to spend time with God. If you want to think like God and say things like God, you have to have the Holy Spirit. You must have the Holy Spirit in you, informing you. That's how you think like God. Jesus says, and he who sent me is with me. So when you think like God, he's always with you. And whatever he gives you to say, you should say it because you're thinking like God. And he says, the father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please him. And then he says in John 4, 34, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Not to start his work, but to finish his work. My food is, my daily sustenance is the will of God. And if, you, if your daily sustenance is not the will of God, you're not thinking like God. So you have to think like God. We were brought forth to be different than all the peoples of the earth. All the peoples of the earth. We were brought forth to be different. We were brought forth to be difference makers, not people who go along with the world. Now, now you know by now that my heart is saddened a lot, and sometimes I, with weeping in the middle of the night, that so many believers are enemies of the cross. They say they're believers in the outer church, but they're enemies of the cross because we, to use that word again, we have been co-opted. We have been taken uh, from our mission and given another mission. And that means if, if I've allowed that, at least in that area, I've not thought like God. We must think like God. Jesus says again, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. Is, is that your food? Is your food really 
to make a good living and have a great retirement and go somewhere and rest in peace for a while before you really rest in peace? You know, is that your, your desire? You know, that's not my desire. My desire. Uh, my, my friends I, I grew up with, uh, most of them are retired and living a good retired life, if you would call it that good. But uh, it looks like uh, the Lord hasn't called me to retire yet. Yeah. Now, when you think like God, you, uh, I want to reiterate something, but it's in another verse, um, uh, John 5.30. It's another verse. But if you want to think like God, you'll find yourself saying God sayings. You'll find yourself saying things that God says. Sometimes you'll find yourself framing your thoughts like, like they're biblical thoughts, right? And so in John 5.30, he says, I can of myself do nothing. Now, Jesus is, is not just repeating himself because he has nothing to say, but he has a different audience, and he's saying, I, I, I'm telling you my secret. You want to think like God? Don't, don't make it up as you go. He says, I do nothing. I can do nothing. I'm sorry. I can of myself do nothing, all right? I can of myself do nothing. Listen to what he says. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is righteous. How is it that your judgment is righteous, Lord? He says, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. So how many of us in, in situations, perhaps negative situations, and or sometimes they're very sensitive situations, and sometimes there are emotions in those situations, do you do what? your emotions tell you to do, and, and, and maybe you're unsanctified in that area. Your, your emotions are unsanctified, and retaliation is what you want to do. He says, no. He says, I, don't seek, uh, I, do, I do not seek my own will. I don't seek my own will, but the will of the Father sent me. So we must focus on doing the will of God, of God, and God's will is found in his word. We must focus on doing the will of God, and God's will is found in his word. Now, the way I, way I, I live, I, I want you to, you to live like that. I want you to live like I, I want to please God every day, and I want to be better today than I was yesterday. I, I, I want to be better when I lie down at night than I was when I woke up. Because as long as we're in this life, there will be uh, a maturation process going on. God will be maturing us, making us better. So let God make you better. You know, husbands, let God make you better. Be more sensitive. Let God make you better. Wives, be more sensitive. Let God make you better. All right? Let God make you better. <clears throat> Can I, I'm going to share a little thing with you. I hope it doesn't embarrass my wife. Uh, she says, no, it won't embarrass her. But, but uh, during, uh, when we came back from Vietnam, um, uh, Reverend Stan Mack and I came back from Vietnam. We were, we, we were self-quarantined for 14 days. We actually, I think, it was about 16 days we stayed uh, just in case we had picked up something on the way. And uh, being at home, I decided I would would uh, wash dishes. Now I used to wash dishes when I was a young, young married man. And, and when I was a boy, my mom taught us to wash dishes. I know some guys don't like to, to, to get their hands clean, you know. I'm sorry, I'm saying, I'm sorry. Uh, they don't like to get their hands on the dish. <laughs> but so what, what I did was 
I just went in, I saw some dishes there, uh, maybe after my, my wife had cooked something, and I went in there, and I just started washing the dishes. And um, I, had, I had not done that in a while, and I mean, I used the dishwasher, you know, uh, from time to time, not always, and then I didn't take, take them out after they got clean sometimes. You know how we guys are sometimes. I mean, you guys are so, so silent, I know you're guilty. Yeah, you're guilty. But, uh, but so what happened was I started washing it, and then I would... She always wanted me, if I did wash them, she wanted me to, to you know, dry them and then put them up. So I, I got my, my dish washing liquid and uh, my Clorox. That's why, how we always wash dishes, you know. Got all of that, not just because of pan, the pandemic, but that's been our history forever. And so I got all that done, scalding water, you know, scalding. And you have to be careful that you don't burn yourself and put them in the dish rack and then you dry them and then you put them all up. And I started to do that. And I'm going to tell you, it's strange. It's strange. I, I hope you don't fire me as a pastor, but it's strange. I started liking it. <laughs> I started liking it. Yeah, I started liking it. I thought, this is weird. Maybe I shouldn't tell anybody that I like it. Because it's been a wonderful time for me to talk with the Lord alone. I'm just talking with Jesus about it. And man, and I remember t there was times when I thought, ah, oh, it's late. I'll get them in the morning. And I started to walk away and say, no, you've got time. Okay, I'll, I'll dry them and put them away. You know, I'm saying we have to think like God. We have to think like God. And in something that small, I'm now thinking like God. We often think it's the big things that we do that cause us to think like God. You'll never, ever get to the big things if you refuse to do the little things. Yeah. Think like God. Let me read something from Philippians chapter 2, which really my text was supposed to be in two, uh, Philippians 2, starting in verse 5. So I'm going to read it very quickly. But uh, uh, and then we'll get into some of the, the, the details of Philippians 2, verses 5 through 11. It says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I thought, what a beautiful uh, passage of Scripture. So we want to think like God. Now, we know that Jesus came in the likeness of flesh. He came in the likeness of sinful flesh. But he was not sinful. He is God in the flesh, in a human body. So let me just kind of go through this and just share a few thoughts with you. Beginning in verse 5. Uh, the, the, Paul says, let this mind, allow this mind to be in you, 
which was also in Christ Jesus. The ESV says, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. So, so God's mind has been given to you. It's yours in Christ Jesus. So you can think like God. You, you've got to stop selling yourself short. You've got to stop evaluating yourself by the output that you've been delivering. You have to stop evaluating your, yourself by your worst friend, the friend who's most like you, the friend you call when you want to be satisfied in what you've decided to do. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. What did, does this mind look like? Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29. Matthew eleven twenty nine 29 shows us what this mind is like. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Well, Jesus, what might we learn? What might we learn? He says, for I am gentle. That means humble and very meek. He says, I am gentle. Here you are God in a human body, but you are deferring to others, being gentle with others, being patient with others. You are being humble. Humble? We should see humility in our leaders. And if we don't see humility in our leaders, they should not be our leaders, as it were. I'm so tired of arrogant preachers. Let me move on. And he was very meek. And he says, lowly in heart. So at his core, at his center, he was, he was not self-exalting. He was not in any way narcissistic. Arrogant and proud. At his very core, he was lowly in heart. In other words, Jesus knew he was God. He didn't have anything to prove. He didn't have to vaunt himself up and take his rightful place here and there. And people treated him, him poorly. Wow, what did he do? He dealt with it. it didn't, he didn't defend himself always. He would, def he would defend the honor of God. But that's all. And he says, when you are like this, he says, you will find rest for your souls. You know, a lot of times we're agitated because we're not like this. We're agitated. Sometimes, you know, you can sometimes feel this agitation, and, and sometimes I get it, and I will ask, Lord, what's wrong? Have I done something wrong? Uh, what is this, this anxiety about? You know, you know, it could be something chemical and you need a healing, but it could be that you're just not walking the way Jesus walked, therefore you're not thinking like he thought. You've got to, you got to, you got to listen to that. Okay, Christ did not please himself. So I know there are people who really like, they like to please themselves, and they have told themselves that that's not what it is. They just like right things. They like to be right. But no, we, we please ourselves. A lot of, so often we please ourselves. We don't please others because I've heard things like, well, God doesn't want you to be like that. That you're a doormat. You shouldn't take that. That's a person who's not thinking like God, so they want you to think like they think. So you have to be careful about that. And, and it's so pervasive in our world today. It is everywhere you turn. I mean, I don't even like to watch the news much anymore. I read something on my, my, uh, my cell phone. I will read about the news because I get tired of hearing people telling me what I should be thinking. I don't want them to tell me what I, I should be thinking. I'm thinking like God. Well, so that means God may be turning off our news media. So Christ lived a selfless life, taking upon himself the reproaches, that is the insults, 
the hatred that people had for God, he took it on himself. But oftentimes the church today doesn't do that very well. All right, I, I'm not fussing at you. What I want you to do, I want you to know what God wants you to know. I want you to hear the words of God. And then I would like for us to be different in every regard. That's why I'm saying these things. So those, the, the reproaches, those who, in, who hurled insults at God, hatred toward God, uh, Jesus said they fell on him. Now, now he tells us that, that uh, he wants this mind to be in us. And, and what, what does this mind look like? Who being in the form of God, that is the nature of God, the very essence of God. So the, the, all that, that is God came uh, exuded from Jesus. It, in everything he said, in everything that he did, he would exude this amazing nature or essence of God who did not think that's, that uh, uh, equality with God was something to be held on to or to be grasped. You know how sometimes we're like that? Well, this is, uh, you know, I've got a right. I've got a right to this. I've got a right to that. And we're like that. But God, Jesus didn't do that. He didn't hold on. I've got divine privileges here. Buster, move over. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. And so he didn't think equality with God was something to be grasped, to be grasped to be equal with God. But the scripture says, but he made himself of no reputation. He, he made himself of no reputation. What, is, what does he do? Took, he took the form or the nature of the essence of a bond servant. Uh, doulos is the Greek word, a slave or a servant. It's someone who lives in subjection to another. Yeah. You want to think like God, you have to start to live in subjection to others. Uh, your children to your parents, Amen. husbands to God, Amen. wives to your husbands and God. Amen. I know I had one man who said amen. No, no female amens. Wow. Keep preaching, preacher. And coming in the likeness of men, uh, and coming in the likeness of men, that means uh, um, he emptied himself of his divine privileges, which means he divested himself of all self-interest. The church is not doing her job in the world because we have not really gotten there yet. And being found in the appearance of, uh, as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross or, or the death of a cross. You know, he did. He, he became obedient to that cruel uh, death on a cross, a, a place for, for criminals. Therefore, the scripture says, God has highly exalted him and given him the name, which is above every name, that in the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, um, of those in heaven and those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Now, in the first Corinthians uh, chapter two, verses 13, I will read um, a few verses and then we'll close. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13, these things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches. So I've not been teaching tonight as man's uh, wisdom teaches. He says, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. And then Paul says, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Now, what does he say? Can you say that with me? But the natural man does not receive 
the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So what God is saying to us, that we have to pray more and stop trying to get the world to receive these things of the Spirit. They are for the church. They are for us to demonstrate them in the world. We have not demonstrated righteousness in the world, and we want the world to do the right things. We're not thinking like God. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit for their foolishness to him, nor can he know them. Nor can he know them. Nor can he know them. And the reason he cannot know them is that you must have the Spirit of God to know what God is saying. In order to understand and discern the things of God, you must have the Spirit of God. Paul tells us that the reason that the rulers of this age crucified Jesus is because they did not have the Spirit. Okay, let me finish. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? Listen, but we have the mind of Christ. But we have the mind of Christ. Amen. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, self-discipline. Lord God, Jesus, as you walked the earth, you were disciplined. You were amazing. And so now, Lord God, we, we ask you to cause us, help us to discern what you've given us in your word so that we might think like you. We can think like you. The scripture says we have your mind. And if we have your mind, we must use it and not be like me as a little boy when I would become a little obstinate here and there. My dad would say, I see you have a mind of your own. And that meant it was time for discipline. And I ask you now to rescue us from judgment. That is the judgment that is coming up on the whole world. It's coming up on the whole world because of something I believe we have not done right. And Lord God, I thank you and I'm asking you to, to give us this time in this reset that we can refocus. That is, we can look unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, and do what he requires of us. That, that we won't try to save a nation when we have not listened adequately to you when we are following the world rather than leading the world or showing the world the light. The scripture says that darkness is going to cover the, the, the earth and, and deep darkness the people, but his light would be upon us, would be upon us. He was speaking to Israel and by extension the church. And so I ask that we would stop making a peace treaty with our co-option and would say, Lord, I need to get out of here. I'm not thinking the thoughts of God in every situation. I need to, I want to. I ask you to help us in Jesus' name, amen.